Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Hey gang, Seth Stevens Davidowitz is a data scientist and author. As a matter of fact, he is the New York Times best-selling author of Everybody Lies, which was an economist book of the year. He's worked in the past as a Google data scientist and a contributing op-ed writer for the Times. His brand new book contains this paragraph. When I was a young boy, I had one dream and one dream only, to be an NBA player. Every night, I would play in my room with a ball and a little hoop that I'd attached to the wall. I'd imagine the ball was in my hands as the clock ran out. Three, two, one, Seth for the win, swish. If you haven't guessed by now, my dream of reaching the NBA never came to fruition. To salve my wounds, I have written a book, on what it takes to make the NBA, which notes that it is just about as impossible for anybody my height to be admitted to this exclusive club. The new book is titled, Who Makes the NBA? 
This is Seth. Hey, Seth, maybe you didn't make it because your name is not Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a whole chapter on uh, why are so many NBA players named Chris. Uh, Chris is the most popular name for NBA, particularly for African-American NBA players, uh, in part because of the sign that they're from higher socioeconomic backgrounds. Uh, high socioeconomics is a high predictor, a big uh, positive predictor of reaching the NBA, contrary to an idea that somehow coming from a disadvantaged background makes people tougher or more driven. That's not true at all in the data. Right. I mean, this is some Freakonomics kind of stuff. Black NBA players are 32% less likely to be born to unmarried mothers and 36% less likely to be born to a teenage mother. I mean, the, the, the stereotype is one of the a hard scrabble existence, broken family, raised out of the hood and able to elevate themselves and their family because of playing basketball. That's not borne out in the data. I mean, there are definitely examples of that. You think of LeBron James, who was born to a teenage single mother uh, in poverty in Akron, Ohio. Uh, but they're the exception, not the rule. And far more common are people like Michael Jordan from a two-parent middle-class home in North Carolina. Chris Paul, two-parent uh, middle-class family who joined him on an episode of Family Feud. Uh, that's, those are the demographics that the NBA disproportionately uh, samples from. Uh, in part because high socioeconomic status is so important for building non-cognitive skills, trust, discipline, uh, ability to get along with others. These are really, really important to make it to the top of a team sport like basketball. Another favorite part of your book, favorite part of mine, the best potential basketball player in the world right now is likely working as a rice farmer in India. Explain. <laughs> Well, there are just all these countries that are enormous that aren't giving us NBA players. So it would kind of be a remarkable coincidence if, you know, the best player of the last 20 years, probably LeBron James, uh, just happened to be born in the country where basketball was invented, the United States, and one of the richest countries in the world. Uh, there, are, Why aren't there more NBA players from China or India or Ethiopia or Bangladesh, uh, these enormous countries? And a lot of it is just lack of height. Uh, you know, these countries with worse nutrition, uh, lack of development, uh, the average height in some of these countries, 5'5", five, 5'6", five, 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 uh, you see there really aren't NBA players uh, with, in countries with average heights below, say, 5'10". Uh, and w w what this means is we're missing out on a lot of talent because of lack of development in some of these regions. Uh, that, that certainly exists, but uh, you know, never is able to develop into real NBA talent. Quote, and there are enormous countries in the world that have given us few or no NBA players. To see how many missing players there are from some parts of the world, consider this thought experiment. What if the demographics of the NBA look like the demographics of the world? If this were the case... At the start of the 23-24 season, there would be 79 players from China, 78 from India, 15 from Indonesia, 14 from Pakistan, 9 from Bangladesh, 7 from Mexico, 6 from the Philippines, 6 from Egypt, 6 from Ethiopia, and 5 from Vietnam. Instead, these countries will collectively have zero players on active rosters to start the season. If if I were an NBA scout, if I were one of the NBA teams, I, I would be, you know, heading for India or Indonesia. I'm not sure of my exa uh, accessibility in China. And I would be looking for seven-foot-tall individuals. 
Uh, I mean, I think part of the problem is some of these countries, as mentioned, because of lack of development, because of poor nutrition, uh, aren't producing the seven-footers that maybe they could. Now, what you could really do is get them earlier on, uh, find the potential people with tall parents, with the right genetics, uh, and training them, you know, uh, giving them the uh, development, the proper development that would lead them to reach their potential of seven foot tall. I think that's uh, really where the problem is. I think another issue is that uh, we don't see a lot of the six five, six six players, the guards, the small forwards uh, in some of these countries uh, never kind of learn of their ability because they don't play basketball. So among shorter NBA players, uh, you know, I should put short shorter in parentheses because these still are giant men, you know, 6'4 people, uh, etc. Uh, the only way those players reach the NBA is they happen to live in a region of the world, the United States, but also Serbia or Montenegro or former, uh, you know, Latvia, Lithuania, where basketball is popular. If you're 6'4", 6'3", 6'2", and you don't grow up in a place where people play basketball, you're just never going to develop your talent, never find out that you have this talent. There are probably secretly great guards all around the world that we just never find uh, because they don't live in a place where basketball is popular. The probability of a man over seven feet tall reaching the NBA is roughly one in seven. That's pretty damn high. Now, how does that compare to somebody who's, say, six foot? Yeah, six foot is more like one in uh, in 100,000. And when you get really lower than that, if you talk about a man... Uh, under 5'10", which is the average height of an American adult male, it's 1 in 3.8 million. Uh, so compare 1 in 3.8 million to 1 in 7. It's a shocking difference. Uh, it's really amazing. I don't think there's any comparable uh, glamorous pursuit where one trait gives you such an edge, such an edge that just having that trait in abundance uh, can allow you to become one of the greats of all time. This is Book Club with Michael Smirconish from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Smirconish program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM, Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. This is Seth Stevens Davidowitz, his brand new book, Who Makes the NBA? You know what really drove home for me the uh, the height advantage is the fact that, as you point out, Hakeem Olajuwon, Joel Embiid, and Dikembe Mutombo didn't take up the sport until they were respectively 15, 15, and 16. Dikembe Mutombo, born in the Dominican Republic, born, pardon me, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, played soccer and practiced martial arts before taking up basketball at 16. Joel Embiid, born in Cameroon, played volleyball and soccer, took up basketball at the age of 15. Hakeem Olajuwon, born in Nigeria, was a soccer goalkeeper, took up basketball at the age of 15. It's never too late if you're seven feet tall. Yeah, and those are just the, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There are other players as well. Uh, Patrick Ewing came to it late, was, I think, a cricket player earlier on. Uh, Tim Duncan was a swimmer in the U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, I think started around the age of 12. Uh, yeah, if you're seven foot tall, you know, one of the things is your potential as a basketball player is so obvious. You're going to be walking down the street. And, you know, someone's going to say, hey, have you thought of perhaps trying basketball? Because uh, you're so tall, uh, you know, let alone a, a coach, uh, a high school teacher. Uh, people are going to spot your talent and they're going to put a basketball in your hand. And it really is amazing that you can start so late. Uh, and if you're seven foot tall, become uh, an, not just an NBA player, but one of the best NBA players of all time, a Hall of Fame NBA player. Uh, if you're six one, six two, that's not going to happen. You have to be practicing your shot uh, from the age of four or five. You know, you, someone like Steph Curry, who is mastering his abilities in basketball from you know a, a really, really young age. You know what? Uh, I, as I was reading that part of the book, I was thinking to myself, I, I, I'll bet there's an analogy here with with models, with women who are good looking, but but the height advantage of being a tall, good looking woman. <laughs> 
Yeah, that is that is interesting. Uh, you know, it, it it does something about walking on the catwalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, being really tall does add to your potential as a model as well. Uh, that is another area where height is such an advantage, and a lot of the you know top models are six feet tall. You know, very very tall for a woman. Seth, that's, I, that's I promise, correct. I promise, I'm not giving it all away for free. But just one more aspect of the book: I'm, <laughs> I'm probably the only Montenegrin you've ever spoken to, unless you've interviewed some of the basketball players. So I was keenly interested to learn why has Montenegro been proportionately a better feeder for the NBA than other countries of its size. Yeah, so uh, Montenegro, the former uh, former Yugoslavia, uh, former Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia after World War One, uh, the communist government wanted to build, uh, wanted to uh, pr- show the wanted people to embrace the principles of communism, and they thought that basketball was a sport that would help people uh, embrace communism because it relied on teamwork, giving up selfishness. You know, we're all in this together. You don't just uh, grab as much for yourself, and they tried to promote the popularity of basketball. And that decision from you know more than fifty years ago uh, still has ramifications today. It kind of just built the popularity, and still to this day, the former all the former Yugoslavian countries, basketball is enormously popular, and uh, and and you know produces way more talent than comparative. Uh, countries, countries of similar size, even countries of similar heights. They also are taller countries. That certainly helps in uh, creating basketball NBA players. But they're also basketball because of kind of random decision uh, from many, many years ago. If the communist government had, to co- had not come in, in power, uh, maybe there wouldn't be so many players uh, from that region of the world. I've buried the lead. What is, what is unique about your brand new book, Who Makes the NBA? Data-Driven Answers to Basketball's Biggest Questions. Uh, yeah, well, one of the things is that I used AI heavily in creating the book, doing the data analysis. Uh, I actually, uh, and uh, and all the art, uh, I used Midjourney and Dolly. I've kind of become obsessed with AI tools, which has totally transformed my data science practice. Uh, I actually wrote the entire book in 30 days, which seems kind of insane that you can write a book in 30 days, and I think a, you know, a good book in 30 days. Uh, and I kind of explain also how I did that so that people can learn just how revolutionary these artificial intelligence tools are uh, for the creative process. How are the teeth, and do you have enough oatmeal? Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is a very funny story. So um, Michael asked me to send him the book, uh, and I sent it on Amazon. I self-published this book because I wrote it in such a short period of time. And so I had to send it myself. I didn't reach out, reach out to a publisher. So I changed my Amazon uh, cart to, to Michael's address. And then I forgot to change it back. And I ordered a bunch of things. I think oatmeal, uh, toothbrushes, some other things. And I, they weren't showing up. I goes, I was looking, what happens? You know, where's my oatmeal? And I looked, delivered to Michael Smirconish. <laughs> the funny thing. The funny thing is like a Seinfeld episode at my house because the toothbrushes, you ordered like a dozen toothbrushes. So a dozen toothbrushes show up at our house close to the holidays. And everybody's like, did you order toothbrush? I didn't order tooth. You ordered tooth? No. Hey, whose oatmeal is it? I don't know. Did you order oatmeal? Nobody had any idea who had ordered any of it. And then we realized it is Seth Stevens Davidowitz. (laughs) I'm just, thank God it wasn't an embarrassing purchase. Oh, (laughs) 
just oatmeal and toothbrushes. <laughs> Nothing too risque. In the, in the <laughs> hey, the book is great. It's really terrific. I wish you all good things with it. Uh, and thanks so much for your willingness, as always, to come by and discuss it. Thanks so much, Michael. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.